You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Our episode today is about the upcoming Quit Short Play Festival from UNO Theater. Quit, or Q-W-I-T, stands for Queer and Women's Inclusive Theater. The festival features six plays that provide a platform for queer and women's voices which have historically gone unheard. The festival is part of an initiative to cultivate local playwrights as well as promoting understanding and support for queer and women's stories. Two UNO senior students, Nicholas A. Jansen and Taylor Stearns, co-produced the festival. Because of the virus, it was canceled this past spring and rescheduled into an online festival that begins on YouTube on October 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Central. Join us in a conversation with Taylor and Nicholas, both theater majors at UNO and not far from graduation. Both of these young adults are an inspiration. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today with Taylor Stearns and Nicholas Jansen of QWIT, that's QUIT, and I'm going to let them tell you what that stands for because we think it's just great. Nicholas, let's start with you. QWIT, tell me about it. Yeah, it is the Queer and Women's Inclusive Theater Festival. Uh, yeah. And it's at UNO. That's right. You're doing this through UNO, you, uh, both of you. Uh, Taylor, as well as Nicholas, uh, uh, both of you folks are seniors. Congratulations at Thank UNO. You. Yay! <laughs> Graduating soon. Uh, Nicholas, uh, at the end of the year, and I guess Taylor early next year? Or did I just switch that around? Uh, I switched it around. Taylor yeah. at the end of the year. I don't mean to give you more time. Taylor's getting out in December. <laughs> Nicholas has got to wait till next year. Yep. That's all right. And uh, so uh, just real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself, Nicholas, and uh, what you're doing at UNO and how you came to this theater festival. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a theater major at UNO. Uh, my focus is actually a general major, but I sort of focus in stage management because I want to without taking all the classes, you know. There's a lot of business classes involved <laughs> in that one, and I was like, no thanks. Um, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that for, this is my fifth year, because uh, I was an education major at one point. Can you believe it? Um, I can see that. So I can see that. I I like to think that I could have been a teacher, but not for high school. I tried that. Um, <laughs> I went to one practicum course, and I said, that's not Aww. for me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've, um, I started as an actor in theater, uh, That's and I still act on and off. Um, I've been in a couple of shows at UNO. Um, but then I, I started stage management about three years ago, um, and I've just kind of stuck with it ever since. It, it, uh, one of my mentors just came to me, and she was like, I think you'd be good at this. You want to stage manage this show I'm directing? And I was like, why not? Sure, why try it? Why not? <laughs> so, so yeah, and then since then I've stage managed, I think, six productions at UNO. Oh, wow. Um, some, most of them were student pieces, so they're student directors and a little smaller, but still it's the same <laughs> amount of work yeah, same, that goes same into Same amount it, of work, know? doesn't matter how big the show is. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, hopefully I'll be graduating with a theater degree in spring, yes. and if anybody's looking for stage managers out there, I'm sure there are. There I'm we go. Guy. People definitely need those. <laughs> now, 
Taylor. You are graduating in December at UNO. Yes. What you yes. doing there? Um, so I'm actually, I transferred in, so I didn't do like the full four oh, okay. years there. Um, so it, during high school, I just really like found an interest in theater and like specifically in lighting and mm. stuff. And like my teacher came up to me one day cause I was asking her, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life kind of thing. <laughs> like, and so my drama teacher was just like, why don't you go do this apprenticeship at the playhouse? And I was like, what are you talking about? And so she kind of introduced me to that. And so my senior year of high school was also my first year doing the apprenticeship. Um, so it was like a weird like balance, but then, um, I graduated high school. I went into like the senior year, which is like the second year of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I focused in lighting. Um, so we were just, I was an electrics apprentice. After that, I finished the associate's degree through Metro and I started working at Heartland Scenic Studio for a year. I was 19 at the time. It was a lot. So I was like, I'm going to go back to school and see what I can do. So I prefer assistant lighting design and I've actually traveled a lot doing Mm -hmm. that. I went to Oregon for a show there. My mentor, Chris Wood, he has taken me a couple different places. He also invited me last summer. So 2019, I came in and filled in as the assistant lighting designer because something happened. So I filled in for the rest of that cool. season. And then after that, it was nice because then we traveled, we took a show. Uh, I was the lighting designer for the show we took to Scotland. Oh, um, so jealous. So, awesome. Fun. Yeah. So we went to the Fringe Festival and did that. So it's just been a lot of bouncing around. And then I did, uh, so technically Little Wars was my first lighting design at UNO. And then I did Dogfight last fall. Wow. So. And really, stage management and lighting is something that's just so needed you in theater. You two are worth your weight in gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to have any trouble, I don't think. Yes. Everyone loves a good stage manager and good lighting people. That You have to have them. You have to have them because the actors want to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and they need to be controlled. <laughs> Tell me about it. Get your costume on and get your place done. Yeah. Stop talking to your friend. <laughs> Stop eating things in your costume. <laughs> exactly. So the the festival itself, it's got six plays in it. Yes. And tell us a little bit how you came to choose those plays and what that process was like. That was a fun process. Um, <laughs> how many scripts did you have to read? Yeah. Oh, I think we had, what was it, like 13 or 14? So it wasn't a whole lot, but yeah. more than we expected, yeah. to be honest. That's great. <laughs> so you essentially got double of what you ended up putting in the play. That's pretty darn good. Or the, yeah. Yeah, the... yes. yeah, it made for a good, fun uh, discussion process. We have a faculty advisor on this project, Ronald Zank. Um, so, and he was really helpful in like helping us decide, you know, what's, what's a good, what a good short play looks like, what a good 10 minute play looks like. He's like produced 10 minute play festival himself and wrote a lot of plays. Okay. So he has some knowledge on that, which is really uh, helpful and insightful. Um, and just kind of paring down like what, what do we want this festival to be? And what do we want these plays to be? Like what, what should represent our right. mission? And yeah, so Neat. lots of reading, lots of meetings. We had meetings every single week. Yes. Um, throughout the entire summer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lots of debates probably even amongst the three of you. Yeah. Oh gosh, we had, I remember there was one play in the running. We had a couple plays that were very similar. Oh. Um, there was one that was very similar to Amazing Micro Life. And we were like, uh, Taylor, I think, was the one who was really for Amazing Micro Life over the other play um, because it was student written. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, but I really like this one better. It's, you know, but it just turned out we're like, okay, yes, we're trying to highlight student work on top of what we're already doing. So, and why not, if that we're, we're in a university setting, why not try to highlight our students' work? 
were all these plays student written or were they were they all local written or what was uh wh where did all these different plays come from uh, three of them were student written uh so amazing microlife cassandra and uh, faith under the skin and then the other three were written by some local playwrights so two of them were from lincoln and then one of them is from a playwright in chicago uh, were these written specifically for the quit festival or have these premiered elsewhere or are you looking at six potentially world premieres at the quit festival i think five of them are world premieres i believe i'm not sure if any of the other ones have been produced cool. i know that um uh lesbians kfc and ellie generous has been produced okay. once before okay. um but all the other ones are brand new and i think rebecca roth wrote cassandra in consideration for our festival wasn't that right she was working on it was one of those two plays that she wrote she was working on it at the same time that we were it was one of them was actually a project for her theater history class final. Mm, that's, I don't that was I, yeah. It was Cassandra, and then the other one I think um, she like quickly put together for us or something. Uh, and then um, yeah, they were both great though. She's a great playwright. So 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 Cassandra, that is about the Greek myth. Cassandra, are these more dramatic or are some of them kind of a mixture of drama and comedy? I think Cassandra, the way it's done, is more of a comedy. Would you say, like, or even a oh, dramatic yeah, yeah, it's comedy? Definitely a comedy. <laughs> it's, it, there's some dramatic points, but it's definitely meant to be a comedy. I think I we've have, I there's like three comedies and three not comedies. They're not dramas. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could spin them one way or another. They kind of go in and out. It's yeah, you know, yeah. but it's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. So it's a good yeah. mix of dramedies. genre. So yeah. the other. So you. Dramedies. There you yeah, go. Dramedies. <laughs> a little bit of everything. So you have Cassandra, and then you have Amazing Microlife, which is a campy play where the narrator discusses the finer points of gender fluidity. Is there anything else that <laughs> you'd want to add to that, just as a teaser for people? It's like a TED Talk um, about yeah. okay. cool. uh, being non-binary, about uh, gender fluidity, which is, it sound, that sounds really boring, but it's, it's really funny. The playwright does yep. a lot of... Uh, she has a lot of quips and teaches, you know, a lot about, it's a lot of information packed into a very short That's piece, great. but it's not like making you fall right. It's not like preachy or, yeah, like a lecture. <laughs> like and it's actually going to be our, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're closing out the festival with it. So hopefully if it does make people fall asleep, well, it's the end of the festival anyway. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> and the other, the next one is Faith Under the Skin. Um, a story about people who want to be loved in a world that makes it difficult for women to live in a sustainable and healthy way. Anything else that you want to add to that? That one was written. Oh, no, go I'm ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, that one was written by Kumi, uh, Kumi our friend Kumi. Um, she's actually in Japan, which is great. Oh, I should have added that to the playwright okay. thing. Um, Kumi lives in Japan, awesome. but she was a foreign exchange student at UNO. Okay. Um, so she was in the theater department. Um, and so she wrote that play. I think that was also part of a theater history final. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Kumi, she had, like... if I'm wrong, but like. It was funny because, like, the, Dr. Ronald Zink, who's our faculty advisor, also teaches theater history, and then a bunch of the plays that he had gotten his finals, he was like, "You should submit it to the festival." So it kind of worked cool. out that That's way. Um, but Faith in the Skin is my favorite, I think, especially once we now that we've got it filmed and I've seen it all put together. Yeah. Um, the director Delaney Jackson, who is a recently graduated student from UNO, she did a really beautiful job putting that oh, script together. So, um, yeah, and it's really a testament to Kumi as she is as a person. Like, and nobody who, if you don't know her, you wouldn't get all of that. But like, it's so much Very her hard, yeah. and her voice in it. Um, and it was, you know, it was a, she, she, English is her second language. And she wrote this play um, 
after learning English, coming to America, learning English. And like, it was, a, she's talked to me in depth about how much of a struggle that was for her. Yeah. Um, and we went through and did three different rewrites of that play um, after she had submitted it, just to be like, okay, what, after we had chosen it, just be like, okay, let's see. There's some grammar issues here or there or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it was, it still comes across really clear and it's a really, really beautiful story. So yes. excellent. when you filmed these, you filmed them at UNO or were they filmed different places? They were filmed at UNO. So we had like, so uh, Jason Jamerson was our scenic designer. Um, and he's one of, also one of the faculty members at mm-hmm. UNO. Um, and he built this really, like, it's a beautiful set. Um, and the way it's designed and it's, it fades into a couple different colors. Um, and it's a very geometric design. Um, so it was able, like the painting on it. And so we were able to use it for all of the shows. Um, and they were just able to like add props and furniture on top of it. So it was very interchangeable. And like some of the pieces played a certain side. So you only see like certain things, but okay. uh, overall, like it was, all of them were filmed on that on one campus. set. Cool. So how did you handle any of the social distancing in the, in the meantime? Yeah. So all of our directors were, all the blocking is meant to be social distancing. Um, it wasn't to be followed completely all the time, 100%, but we also had all of our actors in our, these plastic masks that I think we saw the Rose were using for a show. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, that's really yeah. cool. Let's, let's, cause we can see their faces and get a little yeah. more reaction. Um, so, and then within the filming space, we have, you know, our chairs set up six feet apart. Everyone's always spread apart when we're not filming. Everyone was like, you have to be apart from sure. each other, yeah. you know, every, between every break. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of work in just the directors and making sure their blocking kept them separated, no physical touching, mm-hmm. which was hard on some of these yeah. pieces, especially the more physical movement right. pieces to make, to, uh, you know, simulate connection without actually having the physical yeah. connection. Right. That would be difficult. How, how many, what is the maximum amount of people that you had in, in the play? All, all the plays? Uh, in a, like cast yeah, wise? That were working together on stage. Uh, I think Cassandra had seven Cassandra had right? seven, and the rest of them had three or okay. less. Yeah, that was that's really neat that it that you were able to do that, because you know, not many plays only have yeah. three or seven people. Yeah, so. I say small cast, small <laughs> cast plays are going to get uh, are getting really popular lately for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I think it's and it was one of our deciding factors in in picking the plays on the number of casts because we knew that we'd have to be at that point we knew we'd have to be doing them social distance in some way so it was definitely a consideration for us this festival wouldn't be what it was if it wasn't for the the pandemic happening when it did the way that it did like we up until uh very early this in august we were just a student produced piece it was going to be in our directing studio there was going to be no set um like that's that's what it was and then the entire season for UNO got pushed to next year so they had no shows to do so like well, why don't we make y'all a main stage and give you a budget and Isn't give you a set? Great? And we're like, yeah, we'll yeah. take that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I hope it continues. I really love the idea of focusing on inclusion. And it seems like theater is always about 50 years ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's such a good thing. One of the next ones that you're doing kind of sounds like I Love Lucy, only it's uh-huh. I Love Leslie. Is, is that yep, supposed to be Lezzie. kind of supposed to be similar to Lucille? kind of a knockoff yes, it's that one's a fun one yeah it's very it's very fast and it's very um it's i'm losing words okay it's kind of like a sitcom it's a little comedy and it's really cute it's just they're celebrating their daughter coming out to them and so they're having a little party Aww. and it's it's just a really cute little that's piece cool. it's wonderful excellent i, I love it's it. great the next one is lesbians kfc and ellen degeneres 
And this one is the one that you said was written by Jillian Carter's uh, and and her son. Yep. Yeah, we we thought it was interesting to have a dual playwright situation, especially a mother son situation. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we in talking with Jillian, like it draws from personal stories, and which is really really neat to be able to put that on the stage. Um, and I think they produced it once in. We were just talking yeah, about it. Lawrence, it was the, Kansas. There's a award festival down there. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool to be able to remount that and you know make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and knowing Jillian is probably going to be funny, very funny in parts. <laughs> She's got a great yes. sense of humor. <laughs> uh, <yep. laughs> um, and then the last one is a ra- rainy Thursday afternoon in November. One is sort of a different one out of all of them. Uh, this it focuses around a man who goes and gets an HIV test in New York while he's doing character research. Uh, he's in Angels in America, and he says he's like, "I'm going to go to New York get an HIV test for the for the character research." Um, and it's it's got some humor to it, um, but it's it's pretty solemn. And okay. uh, yeah, that's all I'll say about it because it's got it's. Yeah, no, we don't well, want yeah, you to. We just want you guys. aren't that long, so you can't say too much, or you'll get the whole thing. Yeah, we just want you guys to tease everyone so they'll. That's Make sure right. they put it on their calendar and and, uh, and watch. Absolutely. Speaking of teasing them and putting it on your calendar. Now, of course, we've been talking about how you guys are, are taping all of these at UNO. When they are available, how will people be able to find them and where will they be available at? It's going to be on our UNO Theater YouTube page um, and we will be sharing that link everywhere we can. Uh, we have a Quit Festival Instagram and Facebook and we're also sharing it on the UNO Theater's Facebook page as well. Um, and that's and then they're also doing some other promotional stuff as well. So that begins Friday, October 23rd at 7.30. That's when it's going to first be available on YouTube. Correct. Yep. And then it'll be available for a little bit after that. Well, actually, it'll be available after that on YouTube. Yeah, essentially, it'll be just be available forever, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I know we were talking a little bit before, and you said that after they watch the plays of the festival, that possibly in the show notes of the YouTube video, that you guys would have maybe a link to a place where you guys have a discussion uh, about the plays, like an after discussion, and mm-hmm. uh, and an opportunity for maybe some people to participate in part of that discussion. Yeah, I mean, it's usually a tradition for our shows to have some sort of curtain talk on the it's usually the second Friday of performances because we do two weeks normally, okay. you know. But since we don't really have that opportunity here with this, we've and we we kind of want to incorporate some because we're dealing with some things maybe we don't know everything about, or you know maybe somebody has questions about. I didn't understand this part of this play. Mm-hmm. We can have somebody who's a little bit of an expert on yeah. on uh, queer studies, or somebody who's an expert in women gender studies, or in theater to help talk us through that and um, answer questions. But we're, we're, we're questions about the festival in general and just and about the themes the of the plays. Yeah, but, and, I, and I love that you guys are having that kind of, of, I think that helps people out a lot. Just like, let's talk about this. You know, mm-hmm. what did you think about the play? Do you have any questions? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I mean, like, that. Y- you have to give people a chance to yeah. learn and grow. Um, and it's like, that's why we're in, that's why we're in university in the first place is to learn yeah. and grow yeah. people. So why not, you know, continue that and offer it. You went to school to learn and for grow? Free. <laughs> Good for you. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but how great that you're giving queer and women writers a, a forum and a platform yeah. to to show their craft and and share a bit of themselves. So I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so glad that it, it ended up happening because I know I've been bugging you guys for a little while. <laughs> 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 but um, I kind of 
uh, with everything going on, I, I, I didn't want to continue bothering you guys, but I'm really glad that um, I was able to get a hold of you and that you were able to, to do this festival yeah, again because so many things got canceled and, and put on hold. Not everything came back. So yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to get it done one way or another. We had all the way down to plan Z. Like, <laughs> we always had a backup for everything. So That's great. I love it. And I love that you guys are, are doing live theater. We're, we'll take how, we'll take it how we can get we'll it, even it if it's on YouTube. We can get it, baby. Anyway, if we got to watch it on YouTube, we'll watch it on YouTube. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it won't be forever. No. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Taylor. Nicholas, thank you thank very you. much. I didn't screw up your names at all. I feel very good about myself. <laughs> I went a whole episode. I didn't mess up anybody's name. <laughs> and uh, uh, we will have all the information about how you can uh, uh, find this and watch it in our uh, show notes. Uh, and we'll uh, share it on social media for you. And we will and share on social share media. It. Yeah, help People get the word out. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully we get as many eyeballs on this as possible. Thank you for all you do and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hope to have you back. Thank you for having thank us. You. <laughs> thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard. <laughs>